Hello Watch Nerds and welcome back. This is your host Nico and today we talk straps with no other than Nick himself from Nick Monkey Strap. Do I pronounce the right the name correctly? Yeah. Nice to be here. Let's begin with the wrist and drink check. What's on your wrist and what's in your cup? I have been wearing this Tactical Frog FXD full titanium uh, beauty uh, for like weeks, at, oh, at least a month on uh, my Diver Down Pro strap, hook strap that is. Um, in my cup, I've got a, a very strong cup of pour over black coffee. <laughs> It was a very late night with the kids, so just getting caffeinated here. On my wrists, I have, on my left wrist, I have one of my favorite watches in the whole world, uh, GSC Fnart, uh, on, of course, Nick McKay strap, orange, I'm showing it to Nick, and uh, the, with uh, the Icelandic logo, works perfectly. On the other wrist, I have another watch, I'm not going to mention it, it's not Nordic, on another Nick Monkey strap, which is uh, the, the non-pro version, so I'm testing them for an episode coming in February. A lot of findings, a lot of unexpected findings, so stay tuned for that episode. I can't wait. I am losing sleep over this uh, scientific report <laughs> of yours. Tell us about yourself. Uh, I think probably the best place to start, uh, kind of where all this sort of design thinking and practicing came in for me, um, began in my education, at which was all over the place in the beginning, you know, from um, medical field to um, IT, and then finally falling into an architecture study, and then falling out of that and pursuing graphic design, which ultimately ended up being my, my bachelor's degree. Um, but it was a lot of the 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 minor experiences with all those things that that influence my approach uh, to what I do today, and uh, in general, kind of how that how that kind of fell into place. Uh, leaving university while also working full time left a a void in my evening, where which would normally be like a homework study type thing, and I just didn't want to sit around and do nothing. I wanted to be productive. And so among the, my options in a tiny little shoebox in San Jose, uh, limited what I could do dramatically. So it just kind of watered down into leather crafting. And that, that turned into just sort of something to look forward to every day after work, being productive, making new things, and eventually kind of starting to share those things out in the world. And people offering to to buy those things and then i start to refine them and keep expanding and keep sharing and eventually become something of a side hustle um, but you didn't start with strap you started with a wallet correct that was probably my biggest campaign that was sort of my break from i'm making all all these big projects for me and to share for like internet points <laughs> and the the wallet was was really sort of my first foray into hey i'm making this really cool thing i'm gonna put it on kickstarter and everything it barely scraped through that process but it was enough to buy um 
my first really big industrial sewing machine. Uh, so that sewing machine was what I used to build the wallets. So it was sort of just, it just kind of worked out. But yeah, Sumo Wallet, which was important. Um, but I don't know if we want to get into evolution of of products yet. But in general, that's me. I just really love hobbies. I like crafting. And now that's what I do full time. How long have you been into watches? Ah, I want to say like 2010, 2011, something like that. But having a fierce interest up till then. But at that point, it was like, okay, I'm I'm way too into this. <laughs> so up pretty long time. And my collection has made its way from, I think, probably like the, the natural gateway, which would be the SKX 007 Seiko model. <clears throat> and modifying that just a little bit over time. That was that was I think like most people's beginning to quality, and ha having a standard of like oh this is what value kind of feels like, and and moving on from there. What watches do you like today? Well, this uh, <laughs> this tactical frog is is really kind of doing it for me, um, especially for the money. <laughs> uh, watches today, I I am obviously a huge fan of Seiko. I've got a few of their chronographs, a few of their divers. Um, I think the next progression from all that was like Orient divers and working my way up to like an Omega Seamaster, big fan of dive bezel style watches. I, I like that minor, but, um, very useful complication aside from chronographs, but probably my crown jewel is my Fortis Cosmonauts from, uh, like the mid nineties with a countdown, like a dual purpose countdown. 12-hour GMT bezel, which is just like so hard to find, but then on such a storied brand with such a, with such a, so much, it's like a calculator. <laughs> and the watch itself has a lot of history. Tons of history. I mean, actual space, real space history, current space history at 38.5 millimeters too. No, I mean, it's just a dream. It fits everything I like, but what it, what that did for me Design-wise, looking at it, there's so much information, <clears throat> but the layout, the design, the graphic design of it all really um, is so legible at an immediate glance that it, it, it just it inspired me greatly in terms of how to convey complex things in a way that's totally digestible. So yeah, lo lots of divers, got some chronographs. I, I really love them all. Yeah. I, they're just fun. So much fun. How did you decide to start making straps? Because you were making the wallet. It worked. You did some other products in leather. How did you move? I mean, it was elastic element in the wallet, correct? Was that what made yeah. you think, okay, this there is a potential for a different product? Exactly. That's, that's the exact transition point. Exactly. <laughs> the Sumo wallet, that was my first hands-on with with a really nice elastic that actually had a twill weave, which is sort of a diagonal grain weave. Um, but just feeling that, I immediately thought, you know, having some experience in making leather watch straps and those doing pretty well, I'm like, you know, there's still a market in watch straps. I, I hadn't really thought about it. I have a whole like briefcase <laughs> of straps that I've bought over the years. I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, so 
I, I felt that elastic from the Sumo wallet, and I said, you know what? This would be sublime compared to everything I have. All the NATOs, all the leather, all the steel. I'm like, this is good with moisture, unlike leather. It's soft. It's flexible. It stretches. I'm like, this has to be a thing. So if you want to get into kind of how that process took off, we can. But generally, yeah, that's that was it. I was just like, dude, elastic is is fantastic. It belongs in the watch world. So you made the first trap. You thought this is good. How did the hook design come into play? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So so the the first quote hook strap was actually a cap strap, meaning a bottle opening watch strap, and that that was model one. That was like. I drew, I, I had a piece of paper. I still have it. I'm probably going to frame it. <clears throat> it's a yellow piece of like construction paper with three little one inch sketches of sort of a, a top down hardware geometry with a big tooth in the middle of the G hook. I'm like, hey, I think that can open a bottle. <laughs> so I, I start to reach out to like custom hardware manufacturers and I'm just like, can you make this? And super cool. They're like, yeah, what do you want it to do? I want it to open bottles. Great. And so they made it, and they're like, they tested it for me. I'm like, here you go. I'm like, great. That's that's perfect. Let's go. So don't ask me where my head was at the time, but bottle opening was of the utmost importance, right? With keeping a watch on your wrist. That was that was the first first go with that, and sort of finding the system to use with the elastic and how it would you know, lay around your wrist and fit together. And I think I took that to what was formerly mass drop, now drop, and just to see what interest there was. And it went it went pretty well. I mean, I was still a very small maker. That was that was a thing. And then people started giving me feedback and they were like, hey, can you make a smaller version? Because this thing's chunky. It's huge. So after that I was like, yeah, I think that's possible. So uh, researched smaller G hooks and figured out a better way for the elastic to uh, fit around your wrist, uh, come together, uh, way less complicated than it was before. And it kind of took off from there. I, I've upgraded the the metal a lot. It's now solid 316 stainless. Yeah, that was kind of the, the first the first strap. The very first uh smaller style hook strap uh i used some very light gray elastic that i had with red and blue stitching and i stitched it that way because i wanted it to to mimic an eva suit to go to the first showing of first man when that movie came out uh really cool so i i i assembled it strapped it onto my fortis went to the movie with the wife and that was that that just kind of sticks with me because it was it was like oh well so this this strap can be very tailored to you know whatever you're inspired by what it it's very expressive and so I, I thought that was just a really cool cool moment in its development what makes the ideal or the perfect elastic strap first of all is comfort I think second would be longevity. Let's see, third, I, I like to see that something can go everywhere. So handles moisture well, 
I, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to shower with, with watches and do all sorts of different activities, sweat and the watches, all that cool stuff. So I, I want to know that it can, it can handle elements really well. I like OD green a lot. <laughs> so if that's an option, that's like a huge plus you'll, you know, you'll have my business. Um, I like adjustability, dial something in, not just hope that it fits one day and doesn't the next, or if it's cold or if it's hot, you know, temperature variations, not, not working well. Um, hardware, I, I want to know that the hardware I'm using is as good as it gets. I don't want that to be any sort of failure point. Yeah. You know, I like to know that things are considered. I want to know that all possible points of, of potential are, are, are met. Um, but what I think I'm more interested in, 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 in our conversations, I've become aware that you are much, <laughs> you are strangely more detail oriented with your demands than even I am. So let me, let me turn that around. What do you find to be most important in an elastic watch strap? <laughs> Well, you kind of mentioned most of the things. Uh, number one is infinite adjustability and comfort. There is nothing more important than comfort when it comes to this particular type of strap. You buy elastic strap because you have tried almost everything and you have realized that there is more comfortable option there. Will that be skin problem? Will that be your curiosity? doesn't matter the reason. You want mo most comfortable strap on the market and that's the one. There is no better than elastic strap. So that's number one. Number two will be durability and longevity. And connected to that will be sustainability because if it's very durable, it will last a long time and all that. If the materials involved are sustainable, I like that. If it's not there, it's not there. But if it's there, I prefer that. Color retention, good hardware, of course. The more minimal, the better. And then... Affordability, 30 to 35 euro for a good quality strap. It's adequate pricing. Everything more expensive comes with higher expectations. You charge 80, 90, 100 euros for elastic strap. There is much, much higher expectations. And with higher expectations comes higher responsibility. That's more disappointing. More dis <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I have to mention one thing. When I buy elastic strap, I want that strap to be elastic. Mm. How about that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, the elastic in a classical sense, right? Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about your straps now. What's the current collection? What's available for purchase and what you are working on? Oh boy. Okay. Well, let's start with the, the options first. Cause that, that, that back question might take a little bit, but, uh, in general, uh, a lot of a lot of the revenue that comes in goes right back into adding more cool stuff. I like to keep options fresh, interesting, innovative where possible. So over the I think five years now, I've been making hook straps. And for those that don't know, when I say making, I mean that's that's me. That's just me at a sewing machine, raw materials, thread hardware, all that stuff. It's, it's been just me until this year where I've hired a part-time student to come in and kind of shadow help 
help things along. So getting that out of the way. <laughs> uh, I currently offer 20 colors in my classic, which would be the, the twill polyester elastic. 20 colors. I offer 24 stitching options. Colors, that is. Uh, of the newer elastic that I call the Pro Elastic, um, I I that's newer and it's kind of still developing and fleshing out all the colors I'd like to have. I have eight professional series colors. Um, among all of these, I also have four hardware finishes available to you: brushed, polished, blasted, and a military anodizing in a black. And those are also available in two different styles, which would be uh, kind of a standard, which is solid hardware, and then a fixed bar style, which has an opening at the base of the uh, hook lower support bar so that you can actually um, pull the elastic aside and remove the hook so that you can pass the elastic through a fixed bar space. So someone out there should do the math. 20 times 24 times 8 times 4 times 2 times all of the different uh, lengths and widths. I offer 18, 20, 21, 22, 24, 26 millimeter wide, all custom tailored to your wrist size. Um, I just started selling Garmin adapters for quick fit functionality. I offer Apple Watch adapters and sort of an exclusive new bit. I am adding Google Pixel Watch adapters. Those are super unique. Those adapters are absolutely insane. On top of that, I offer in-house printed graphics. So I offer many countries of the world. I offer Diver Down flag. I offer uh, some NASA approved prints. Um, I have a limited edition uh, glow in the dark dive series that's out right now, which is very exciting. Those are about to begin production probably sometime this week. The materials are on their way. I, I offer uh, straight stitching for classic and then a bar tech for all pro. So go nuts. I mean, there's there's every possible option out there, and that's absolutely on purpose, and I hope that that continues to be the case. All, speaking of just, like, all the cool new stuff, even more cool things have been developing. So uh, I, will, I will throw this teaser out for all to hear that the current version of the hook strap, which is again about five years of evolving, uh, is not its final form. And I will I will say that, and say that what I have planned should hopefully change the overall extent of my little operation. I'm hoping it it just absolutely blows everything else I've ever made out of the water. And I'm, I'm aiming for that, and I cannot wait to, to share. I believe I will have something for you all either by the end of this year, somewhere, sometime around Christmas, I might have some physical things to tease with, but a release early 2024 is, is on the map. So super excited. I'm curious to hear some crazy stories from your clients. Uh, has anybody reported that 
your straps have saved life or anything crazy like that. Uh, let's see. So among the the top tales of the of the adventures of of hook strap wearing, I think the most exciting comes from Fortis once again, uh, who we've collaborated a number of times, but among our first collaborations, uh, they had me make something like 200 straps to go with their Amity 20 release. Amity 20 being a Mars simulation mission in Israel. So astronauts would would go out and simulate Mars activities and live in the desert, in suits, in habitats, whatever, as an analog to Mars. And so they were working with Fortis, and they made watches for the mission. Super cool. And then I get a, an email from them saying, hey, the astronauts want to use your straps. Probably the coolest line I'll ever receive. <laughs> so the specs for those were like, yeah, this is going around their entire space suit, uh, you know, around their wrist. And the, the measurement was crazy. It was, I can't remember anymore, but it was, the strap ended up being like two feet or something like that. It was, it was huge. Um, and that was one of the first times I ever used my bar tacker. To, and I had just gotten it and I wasn't really great with it. So I was stoked to use it to this extent because that's what I would expect to go on a spacesuit. Not not a little straight machine stitch. I, I, it needs to be legit bar tacked. So there's some cool photos. There's supposed to be a video. Haven't seen it, but that that's probably as epic as it gets. What are the most common feedback and complaints or recommendations from regular users? Now that the design is a good five years old, I'm finally getting reports from a lot of the original owners, original customers of early days hook straps with the classic elastic. And I'm starting to hear reports more and more that those are beginning to elongate, overstretch, and they can no longer fit. There's, there's a finite adjustment with my design that puts you in the sweet spot, but uh, over time, if you do overstretch the elastic, the adjustment only gets you so far. And that's sort of a big, the biggest limitation, I think, and that's coming up lately, is, hey, I've overstretched this thing. I can't really wear it. What can you do? And my unofficial policy, which I hope to kind of declare at some point, is as long as your hardware is in good shape. And I would say stainless steel only. I I don't want to continue the proliferation of the original zinc alloys. If So if you've got stainless hardware, I will always rebuild that with fresh elastic if you ship it to me. So if you've got an old classic elastic strap, happy to rebuild that for you. No cost, just get it over. I'll ship it back. With with the reports of the classic weave being being problematic over time, which as you and I both have said, longevity yeah. is important. And of course, being one that makes the thing, yeah, I definitely don't want that coming back as 
Nick makes stuff that fails. That's how the Pro Series came to be. I wanted to work on something that was really going to stand the test of time and anything you throw at it. And so far in my own experience, hopefully in your experience, that Pro Weave is just like really the honey badger of elastics. I mean, it's it's just whatever you're doing, it's going to go with you. Don't have to care at all. Um, and overstretching has not been something I have seen even remotely with any of the, the pro samples that I've, I've made for myself. So, uh, that's, that's, I think the biggest feedback I have right now. I won't reveal any feedback. Spoilers. From, yeah. Spoilers here from, oh. from the <laughs> testing. Uh, but uh, yes, the, the pro is uh, superior to the classic in a uh, few ways. If I could share any feedback uh, or complaints. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Um, the first one is I would like to see dual color or pinstripe or some other colors together. I mean, if I'm your brand fanatic, I don't want to go and open another page just because I want another color. That would be nice. And then the other thing I would like to see is uh, those... Um, I call them sleeves, like these extra keepers that have printed flags, uh, printed names and all that. Those would be very cool to have for accessorizing your strap. Yeah, I think I've seen those too. I have no idea what they're called. I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but that it's like a little badge you can put, you know, even medical info, whatever you want on there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because if I'm diabetic, for example, put it there. That would be very mm -hmm. practical and cool yeah well, i mean one one step i took towards that i offer uh an abo print which is blood types so you can actually order a strap with your preferred blood type printed right on it so once one small step towards that direction just not made of metal on the topic of colors though the the struggle to add anything even even just plain colors You'd think, oh, it's plain, it's cheap, easy to manufacture, whatever. It actually makes makes very little difference uh, what you've woven into an elastic. the The pain point is is the fact that, and this is the hole I've dug for myself, that I offer six different widths, and all of my elastic is bespoke. It is highly uh, specified stuff. So to have it made is expensive, and so when when you when you want to add just a single color, it has to be made, uh, you know, in hundreds of meters per size. So it just gets expensive. And in general, I'm not one to step on, on toes or walk paths that have been walked, trodden, beat down, i.e. pinstripes. They're everywhere. And it, it, it's an, an immediate identifier that it's like, oh, he's just trying to be like so-and-so. You know, I just, I just, those words would kill me. And so last thing I want is to be unoriginal. And that's, that's like a huge core quality for me is I want to be as authentic, original as I possibly can. Tell me about the difference between the pro and the classic. Fundamentally, the, the classic on its, on its surface level in hand feel uh, is softer something to do with the arrangement of the weave, which again is a sort of diagonal grain. 
Um, when you pass fingers over that, it just feels kind of seamless. It's just very soft. It's also less dense, which leads to greater classic elasticity, you know? So it is a stretchier, more pajama-like quality, which is a word that was coined by many others that I happen to agree with because it is kind of like sweatpants. You know, it's just uh, luxurious, pliable, stretchy. Um, it's only about 0.1 to 0.2 millimeters thinner under a caliper than the Pro. The Pro, um, on its surface, in hand, has a slightly more coarse texture. It's a it's what's called a plain weave, which is kind of like a waffly grid. Um, so lots of straight lines, which, you know, against a fingertip might feel slightly rougher with the caveat that it actually breaks in and softens up a lot with use, especially with exposure to any sort of water, soaps, whatever. It, it really softens up the polyester quite a bit. It is denser in feel. It is, again, I think it's like 1.8 millimeters thick. Um, but density, if you were to push it, squeeze it between two fingers, it just feels more robust. In, in a stretchy sense, it has what I would call snap to it by comparison. You pull it and recovery. it wants to retract mm. with force. Yeah, recovery, indeed. The rebound of, of the elastic. And within the weave is more of the, the rubbery, expansive fibers. And with that comes the more serious business look, too. So it kind of does everything I, I want elastic to do lasts a long time it it will handle heavier loads it can do all the things moisture is no problem um i i because of its density it can trap moisture a little bit longer but it's still breathable it is still porous and i have never had an issue with sweating and we live here in the central valley of california where it gets 115, sometimes 120, you know. So it's I am no stranger to the heat, and it just does, it does phenomenally in all environments. So, uh, classic feels like the sweatpants <laughs> on your wrist kind of thing. It's very soft, very stretchy. The main thing you'll notice if you're not used to elastic, that the classic elastic will feel regardless just about regardless of how heavy or light it is it it suspends the watch it's fascinating it's just it's just how it has a positive soft sort of curve if we're looking at a graph in terms of how it's being grabbed and pulled onto your wrist um, but an evenly distributed load means that all of that pressure is dispersed and you just don't feel it the pro on the other hand if you cinch it down you know, that sucker can handle the heaviest watches out there for sure without any any issue. Um, on, on the wrist, it feels like the business. It feels heavy duty. It feels like like what you'd want if you're about to do something pretty serious, you know. And that's the idea. It's for professionals or the pursuit of, of great things. And again, it breaks in. It has a different break-in period, I find. Than classic, classic is immediately wearable. 
and the pro might take a few days, but it, it softens up and really gets to know, you know, your wrist and your your likeness in no time. When you don't make straps, what do you like to do? Well, so actually it kind of goes hand in hand, uh, now that you mention it, with with a lot of my manufacturing. So you could imagine sitting at a sewing machine most of my day, it can be rather tedious. And so what I've found to be a perfect uh, way to pass that time is comedy. And what what the, what that's led me to is is a vast array of comedians out there, new and old. Um, so, right out of the gate, really big fan of your mom's house. Their oh, show, YMH. Yes, their their whole family of of shows are are great, but specifically that one. Um, huge fan and Kill Tony. They Kill Tony is is probably up there with my my weekly. Got to watch this. You know, it's like two hours of of open mic it's got a cast of characters that i just love great live music you know mm. would love to go in person one day but just absolute hilarious great way to pass the time find new comedians um, you have a favorite comedians favorite uh off the top of my head right tom segura um bill burr i really miss oh, norm yeah. mcdonald uh yeah rest in peace uh, Have you seen the new movie uh, Bill Burr made? Uh, what was it? Um, what was that? Old Dads. Old Dads. No, I haven't checked that out yet. I should. Yeah, I will. I will. I will get on that. It it broke the the walk part of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's that, that's what he does. He's such a cool. You know, just just as far as people goes, Bill Burr really really has come a long way like i look at him as as someone oh yeah that's, that's he used to be way more aggressive unfiltered heated and yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's just he's, he's become such a cool you know level headed dude with all these he's into drums i love music yeah, yeah. he's into helicopters i love aviation yeah so i i just look at he him as a guy the, the suburban dad you know the suburban yeah. neighbor he's <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> despite what I'm sure his expectations were, you know, it's just it's just cool to look at his growth over time. Um, but aside from aside from comedy, um, I'm really into dabbling in electronic music production. Um, right now, I'm sitting at my desk, which is sort of a multitasking center. But um, you know, I've got a few MIDI keyboards here. Uh, I've got you know samplers. I've got really nice monitors. Um, so I, I do dabble in, in that quite a bit. I'm really into online gaming. That's something my wife and I share. Yeah. Uh, wow. Really really big on that when possible. It's a nice little escape. Um, big on Together movies. with the wifey, happy days. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Whenever we get a chance, you know, aside from our two lovely children, ages one and three. Um, so, yeah, when it when I'm not, crafting i'm doing other sort of hobby things it, it it i i try and stay busy and you know it it's easy to let work slip into that quote on free time but mm-hmm. um it, it it's always it's always something i i'm not really big on on idle idle vegging out on stuff so whenever possible yeah always always working on some new pursuit i i i ride motorcycles as well 
I'm working on a 1967 Ford Ranchero rebuild. So I like getting dirty, getting hands on new projects, old and new. Yeah, all the things. Before I ask uh, if we miss anything, uh, do you have a great watch? Do you have watch you dream about while you make all those straps and you look at these straps like this will look great on my dream watch? I, you know, for for a long time now, I haven't even thought about that. What What's funny is at, at an early stage in your sort of watch collecting game, I think everybody has that grail watch in their mind. Like the one watch that they hope to obtain one day. You know, budget maybe might be a constraint or just uh, just a matter of wanting to appreciate the journey to get there or to earn it, to have a milestone, whatever. Um, something about obtaining that Fortis Cosmonauts was I, I, I didn't wake up one day and be like, I want a Fortis Cosmonauts. That's my dream watch. It, it was sort of a happenstance. I found it on Chrono 24 for just a, a, a song of a deal. And I was like, there's no way this is that price. So I just like pulled the trigger on this, on this sort of somewhat related watch. I was looking at their B42 line, much bigger, newer, mm-hmm. but space great. I'm a huge space nerd. And I'm like, that's great. So filters came up and this old Cosmonauts came up and I'm like, that is somehow the watch I've always wanted. It does everything I want in such a way that completes sort of like my my list of checkboxes, you know? It it's I'm really big on utility. Utilitarian is a fair is a fair descriptor for the way I look at a lot of things. And that watch does not have any excess fluff anywhere. Every millimeter is considered, every millimeter is important and distinguished. So something about obtaining that almost killed my that sort of blazing trail that a lot of collectors find themselves on, you know, always looking for like that next fix. This did everything for me. So for years I didn't even watches would come up, new watches and I'd be like, "Nope, this watch does this better than that." sort of thing. So king of the hill kind of thing. And sort of since then, it's just been like a few cool additions that I want for like a stylistic, from a stylistic perspective, added, adding to the collection. Um, but yeah, I, in general, I don't know that I have a grail anymore. It'd be nice to have. I'll have, I will put that label a nice to have. I still don't own a Speedmaster. You know, but being a huge space nerd, that's kind of, you know, holy ground. You should probably have one someday. Um, but in, in general, you know, I think my watch needs are are satisfied. If that's a, nice. if, if that's a, I don't know, some something of a reflective stance on it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have a a current grail really. Now I have to ask you, what is I mean, you have made strap for so many watches. Have you thought about what is the ultimate strap monster? Is there a watch there that you have seen that is, it looks good on anything? That's a great question because I haven't really thought about it in that way. Uh, obviously, most Seikos are really good with that. Uh, I think my most recent strap monster, like, like top 
that I own. I'm I'm blanking on the model. It's a Seiko. Is it SDP thirty something? It's their most recent Solar Prospects diver in like thirty. Is it thirty eight, thirty nine millimeter? Just massive lug space. Beautiful. I I I can't stop adding it to my photo shoots. Uh, yeah. But just just the way it lays out the 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 voids between those string bars really make it just amazing, and it wears. Because of its size, it's so small. Um, fantastic. And it's got the advantage of drilled lugs. So strap changes Indeed. are just a breeze. So I think that's probably an absolute killer as far as strap monsters go for me. And if I have one criticism, Seiko, if you're listening, align your bezels, please. Because oh, good luck. Because <laughs> their quality is so good. The bezel mm. inserts are never where I want them. No, before we wrap this up, did we miss anything? Any final words? Do you want to add something? I'm so excited for what I have in store for everybody. Um, I hope to have more details on the new hotness sometime, hopefully by the end of the year. I am full steam ahead on making this this very cool new innovation happen. Stay tuned. Thank you for coming. Thank you for giving me a sneak peek of what's happening. And um, episode two coming in February. Stay tuned. I will reveal a lot of uh, my testing. And uh, thank you again for your time. Until next time, for the listeners, if you have any questions, recommendations, if you just want to chat with me and Nick, I will put all the necessary contact information in the podcast notes and until next time remember what's beyond horology is time and people respect them both goodbye thanks for having me absolute pleasure glad we made this work everyone have happy holidays